1: We are wizards, we are crewmen, we are Jedi
2: superhuman Warriors fighting on the side of good We are DMs, we are players, we are hardened undead slayers elven archers roam the enchanted wood We all pretend to be something, so why not pretend to? Be something interesting. Nerd on,
1: my friends. Nerd on. Keep it up, and we can rule the world. Whatever you love is not wrong. There's power
2: in your phantom. Keep strong. Nerd on.
0: Oh, god, funny. All right, so maybe
1: my stealth recording starting is gonna backfire someday when you know Beiling talks trash about one of her friends on the air, and I have to delete everything and start over.
2: Why would you start <laughs> it like that? Because now everyone's gonna be like, "Oh my god, was it about me?"
1: It was about me. It was about you. Yes, you listening to this podcast. It was about you
0: specifically.
2: Even the people I don't know. <laughs>
0: Also Especially about you. people you don't know. I uh, mainly not a misanthropic person, but for the purposes of this joke, hates everybody. I <laughs> don't. <laughs> You're right. You only hate most people. Yeah. Certainly not your students, though. Depends on te- the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That you have that major definitely side the eye. The day. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> we had a half day on Friday for the grading period. And I Because I forgot that they weren't selling lunch and I had brought money, I went out to get a much more expensive <laughs> lunch at a great burger place. <laughs> You would love this place. And as I'm eating lunch, some of my kids passed me, and they smiled and waved. I'm like, oh. That is excellent. I made a teenager, a teenager, someone going through puberty, happy just to see me. I already feel like that's an accomplishment. Smash cut
1: to the kids smiling and waving and and under their breath going, when do you think they're going to leave? (laughs) (laughs) Smiling and waving and
0: under uh, their breath going like, yes, if I get just a little bit closer... I will then take their skins.
1: So I, uh, I had, I, I just reminded myself. So I played a um, uh, game of Rogue Trader last night, which is a um, 40k role playing game. Oh, I'm um, aware. Really fun. Okay. But I was playing um, this really young psyker character. Oh, and oh, no. in my mind, this is my normal talking voice. This was my character's voice. They sound really different in my head. Apparently they don't sound different at all in they real life. They sound
0: very different to me.
1: Yeah, okay. they sound
2: different. I think it's just because maybe you were playing with people who are unfamiliar with you. Maybe.
1: Could have been. It was just funny because I, like I would say something interested. and people would be like, did you say that in character? And I was like,
0: no! I would I never to say Death the God Emperor in character. My God! So one of the things um, I have a hard time playing is games in which certain things absolutely cannot be done or said. Because the society of the game is set up to completely extinguish all those things. Sure. Oh, Sorry. Certainly something like that. Vampire. Vampire is majorly like that. Well, that's something I love about Paranoia, because Paranoia makes fun of that shit. Yeah. Super hard. Like, wait, did you just say, friend computer is not friend? You're vaporized. Okay, here's your new clone. Yeah. Come back. Like, they totally make fun of it. But, um... One of the things I think uh, people do not realize is that everyone needs to be goddamn bought into uh, a setting if you're going to be playing a strict setting that has to be played a certain yes. way. Yeah,
1: well, I think everybody yeah. in our game is very into 40K, but we're also, like, we're playing it a little goofier, which I'm happy with. Oh, um, thank God. We, uh, Wait, so you cause...
2: found people who mm-hmm. are into 40K? And like, are goofy? And do, do, do they have army I don't and know. <laughs> Oh, I see where this is can going. play?
0: I, I don't know. I, I My could... nids are
2: like chomping at them. <laughs> I, I can ask
1: other mids. As I mentioned in our previous episode of the podcast, we uh, you know have tons of models just sitting in the garage waiting to be painted and assembled. babies
0: must be released. <laughs> Except
1: okay.
2: I, want, I want to play okay. fourth ed. I want to
0: play no. fourth ed. Okay. <laughs> I was yeah. just thinking how creepy that sounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's That's a high mother point. <laughs> it makes sense just any person who says my blank must be released and there are a lot of small bugs <laughs> Dearest. what my farts must be released they yeah, are also a lot small of small bugs. bugs they're not small farts farts are large sacky middle-aged men <laughs> why do you fart bees? <laughs> That'd be ironic, because you're afraid of bees. I'm terrified of bees. If you farted bees, you would Actually, be your would, own hell.
2: That would make him not ever want to fart. So. Yeah.
0: That's true. You'd hold it in and get the inside of your butt stung. Oh my god, this conversation just lost 17 IQ points. Oh
1: my god, I, that's the worst thing I've ever heard. That's, <laughs> that's I don't ever want to think about that again. Speaking but of, I'm thinking about speak, it right now! Speaking
0: of our last thing, Hey kid, hey kid, I'm going to fill your butt with bees. Oh god, no! <laughs> Go away, Decentoref. Nobody likes you. Decentoref comes back in a recent episode. You get to see him in Evil Campaign from As the Bad Guys See Him, and it is so goddamn funny. That sounds amazing. I can't wait
1: to get there. Oh
0: my god, I love it so much. Um, I used to be very annoyed by Decentoref because I didn't, uh, I couldn't figure out what made him a bad guy, and then he comes in, in the recent Jebna and... Uh, Uh, the Binbon and and Jumna Adventure and it suddenly clicks oh my god Jacinto Ref is just the natural logical conclusion of what an old misogynistic and totally into himself spy would become when he's like 45 or 50 yeah it's
1: like James Bond but you know with less class
0: yes that's all Jacinto Ref is someone who has a lot (coughs) of uh, power and no class
1: yeah that sounds about right
0: (laughs) Uh, um, so speaking of uh, a lot of power and no class, no, let's not talk about politics. Instead, ah, do you want to talk about? Um,
2: not gonna give up my shot.
0: Yeah, let's talk about. Can we get to politics, please? Let's talk about Hamilton because thanks you two, I finally Jared saw has finally it. Finally seen it. Oh my In a God. totally
1: legal way. Yep, definitely All legal. Uh, definitely.
0: Very legal. Yes. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? I was so moved by their accomplishments just in technical theater that I started crying in the first quarter of the first act because I couldn't... It it was just so overwhelmingly... The accomplishment was overwhelming. Yeah, man. Also, noting the... man's only had one rotator. They have two rotators. Well, it's not just that. Also, noting that they are presenting an incredibly oh cat they're presenting an incredibly from the American perspective white story about a white man that other white men talk about and care about Yeah, Um, in a a part of um, in a part of history that is very kind of controlled by a, a traditionalist and conservative aspect of society and then bringing in um, a lot of non-white culture in a way of showing uh, that these things not only, you know, go great together like peanut butter and chocolate. Ooh, that's an awkward analogy. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it is. No, let me not say that. Uh, Too late. You've already said it. Yeah, I guess Off I am. You know what? That's fine. Um,
2: but basically, you don't have to do historical drama yeah. and historical fiction and be like, oh, Broadway, we yeah, need to do exactly. it right at the time and well, be like... I out. have always been exactly. kind of
1: bored by the Founding Fathers. Now that I've listened mm-hmm. to Hamilton, I've actually wanted to go and look up the history of America for the first and time. And
0: a big part of that is that uh, the writer so understood every goddamn detail, and the way that it's expressed through the rap is so amazing. And just more than that, like the emotional, romantic uh, song that uses time travel oh, to God, open yeah. I was sobbing. It was so Satisfied is good. such a good song. It is song. so good. Um...
1: It's interesting too. Um, one of the things that I've learned as I've you know watched the show um, now twice, but also like listened to it endlessly, and done a lot of research on it, and generally been obsessed with it, uh, <laughs> is that um, it, it's very interesting because it's not a historical drama. It's told from Hamilton's perspective the entire show. So a lot of things uh, that I was like, oh, that's how a lot that really of happened. Really
0: cool exposition, right? But a, there's know, a lot but of things yeah.
1: that I was like, oh, that's really how that really happened, and no, that's not how that really happened. But that's how Hamilton would think that happened.
0: Oh, yes, yeah, certainly. There were, there were a lot of really cool over dramatizations. One of the things I really enjoyed is that there was a sort of narrative commentary on everything that was going on in the same way rap sagas are written. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was just Well, it was a, it was a just so really beautiful. Written... The original idea
1: was to write it as a, uh, an album. He wasn't going to do it as a show, and then his friends were like, no, you not oh, It's show.
0: so good as a show. Yeah, the way really that ask. they use choreography to create a set through people is yeah, just awe-inspiring. I, I mentioned to you guys
1: um, when we were watching it, the woman who plays the bullet at the very end of the show, if you watch carefully throughout the choreography, is actually following him throughout the whole yeah. show and like, always just a step behind
0: just, him. Just such an incredibly great use of narrative. Uh, triggers and levers.
2: Well, and also, um, I didn't notice this on the first time watching it, and it took basically Mike explaining it to me. Um, but the double casting is intentional.
0: Yeah, yeah. And like, oh yeah.
2: What and the opening number, where basically they're like, "Listen, this is what's going to happen. These are all mm-hmm. the players yeah. and stuff." Like each so, like, one the of the guy them...
1: who plays John Lawrence and also plays his son starts with me. I died for him. Um, the the the, yeah. the Skyler sisters all say me I loved him, but Peggy, the third Skylar sister, also plays the woman he cheats on his wife with.
2: Mrs. Later in the Reynolds.
0: Show. Yeah, yeah, that's true.
2: Oh! Oh my God! Oh! Oh my God! Mrs. Reynolds, Art
1: Bridge. Yeah. Mrs. Yeah. Reynolds.
0: Yeah. Ah. Yeah.
1: Woo Yeah. That's what? hilarious. Oh.
0: That's why I started laughing in that scene super inappropriately. I was like, mm, Oh, oh, that's delicious. Ah. Um, oh Joss Whedon.
2: <laughs> I wonder if he did that intentionally. Yeah. Right. I don't. It's just. Did you guys so, know, hear?
1: Speaking maybe. of Joss Whedon, did you guys hear the goddamn? Uh, oh, somebody Fox asked saying, the Fox investor call we'll today. It. They were like, they they did the smartest political thing you could ever right. do. They said, oh, we'd love to do more Firefly, but only if Joss Whedon. Right, involved. because they know no Joss, Joss Whedon's never do it. He
0: won't do it. He's done with that. He never wants to go back. <sighs> and well,
1: so they can make him die. the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and yeah, and a lot of people are pissed at him about the movie. He's like, I don't need your judgment. I, I did my thing with this. It'll happen eventually. Somebody will
1: make Firefly the well, next generation.
2: it's kind of one of those things, <laughs> like, what we were talking about in the previous podcast with the interview and James, where you guys said, you had made a mention, like, maybe it was unintentional that, you know, George Lucas opened up all these avenues Ooh, for people yeah. to explore. And I'm like, actually, that's a literary device called Distant Mountains. Yeah. Oh, where yeah. you set up these distant mountains that everyone fucking knows about and everyone gets referred to This is really <laughs> cute with the yeah. yeah um but you know you never actually go there in the story so then other people can do that and i mm-hmm. feel like firefly has done that oh yeah and definitely. i feel definitely. like the
1: odd thing about firefly for me is that you know if they I don't... I, mean, I guess maybe because I don't follow the comics that well, but I don't feel like there's been an expansion to that universe the way there, has, there was with
0: Star Wars and That's Star very Trek. true. I think the comics have been the closest, and a lot of people really... They feel the comics is a true carrying on of that story. But it would be nice to get maybe an animated show or an, a, a radio play would be so yeah. cool.
2: Actually, I really liked um, Michael's um, post on Facebook. So one of our friends... Mm-hmm. Um, does he still go by Potato Druid? Yeah. Okay, so Potato Druid, he oh. he put on this really awesome idea that if you're bringing the show back, do not have any of the old crew. Right. right. Like right. you like reference them. the next I mean,
0: yeah. Yeah. You have to do that because wh- everything that makes that show great is the idea that these are common people and anyone could be doing this. Plus,
1: exactly. That story ended when Wash died. Yeah. I'm sorry there's no, no, there's there's no, no reason, reason to make any more episodes with that yeah, no. yeah. those
0: characters are great but yes. Josh Whedon put the nail in that coffin
2: let's be real do you think Zoe could ever fucking walk back on that ship like <laughs>
0: uh, oof. no but I knew mean, we were talking about Hamilton and speaking of Distant yeah. Mountains she has uh, her own ship now no uh, I know oh, it's, it's Jet Wash oh my god
1: yeah
0: it's one on I gotta be sad a for game. a second <laughs> yeah that's true well cause true. the
1: comic writers were like oh and she's pregnant with his kid like so. Yeah,
0: because no, this doesn't end. Yeah, um, One of the things, so I studied American history in college. I wanted to study Asian history, but they didn't teach it enough, so I had to go back to uh, what I did in high school, because I took a few college classes in high school for American history. Which
2: is stupid, because we're in San Francisco. Right, but they had only two
0: like... professors. <laughs> like, only two. They even had an entire thing called a, uh, um, it was called, uh, Pacific Asian Studies. And I was like, yeah, right. I'd love That's to right. do that. And they said, no, it's just language and culture. It's not really the history. We can't get you a history degree with it. And uh-huh. I'm like, no. So I went back and did American, not went back. I refocused myself into American history. And there's a lot of this stuff that I knew. And there were so many goddamn in-jokes in that play. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. And just, I... Like what? Tell me something, I want to you know. I I kind of can't. Because I need to see it again, and I don't want to misinterpret and embarrass myself ah, okay. by saying the wrong thing. But I will say that the Perhaps reference write of the an article about uh, it. Ooh, ooh, oh! But I already have one. I'm almost done with one. of you? Because you've been writing yes, this article for, for six about six months. months. I know, literally six months. It. The thing about the Star Wars uh, politics article is every goddamn day Trump does something new, and I have to rethink whether or not that's going to reflect on this article. Ah. Um, no, no, I'm almost done. I'm a uh, paragraph you. away. I just... I care about it so much. I, I, I'm i I'm stuck in the birthing thing where I don't want it to be imperfect. And I need to let go of that. Was washing the
1: floor. You are washing the floor with our cat right now. <laughs> he has turned
0: where, If into a you to heard us, If you heard my ugly laugh about two minutes ago, I was laughing at something the cat did. Yeah. Um, but one thing I'll say is that uh, the Battle for the Cape, uh, when... Um, george washington uses uh hamilton's troop to lure uh the english out onto there in which they think they're going to be picked up uh by british ships that lafayette has just decimated and wiped out and then pressured them into a pincher on that cape um they make a joke about the sand dunes um because that was one of their biggest things is that the um i believe uh, and I'm gonna say I believe a lot here because I don't want to pretend to be an expert at something. But anyway, um, the thing that saved the Americans was the fact that they had the high dunes on their side, mm. um, and so when they, I it think you mentioned,
1: nice have high dunes on your side, <laughs> yes.
0: And, <It> must <laughs> be nice. Um, I don't know. There were a lot of little things that just like lit my mind up. I, yeah. I One think... of
1: my favorite um, mm-hmm. references. That's a short, quick reference. There is. Uh, when um jefferson first shows up uh he he sings this verse about how he got a letter for the president and there's a quick throwaway line of sally would you open that for me Uh, uh, oh uh, my god uh, you're right yeah
0: open that sally is uh his his slave slave he had an affair with yeah um one of the things i really liked is uh, right before washington comes out and someone says another long-winded speech uh another long-winded speech from the general or from a general, and I laughed because he was famous for only saying two words. Right. Yeah, like he, he barely said anything. Um, he was famous uh, for his opening speech to the presidency because it was like two paragraphs long. Huh? It nice. was not very long. is um, why everyone thinks Hamilton wrote his, his closing speech because it was so much longer. Yeah. Although I don't know if Hamilton would, because Hamilton was a partisan. He very much believed in a specific interpretation of what they're doing. And George Washington, as the famous webcomic now says, hey guys, no parties. Yeah,
1: while, while I'm gone, no, no parties.
0: parties. <laughs> <That>. <laughs> right. Um, and Jefferson
1: what? and uh,
0: Adams mm-hmm. grinning at each other. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the things I really like that they referenced uh, is the funeral, because there was a there were people who at the time thought that they would not be getting back together and it would be America's, it was America's first real scandal in a uh-huh. way, um, but the the connection that they had was famous. What who are you talking about? You're using pronouns. I don't know what you're oh, talking about. Oh, I'm sorry. When Hamilton and his uh, wife. Um, oh, when Hamilton publishes his, his affair. And afterwards at their son's funeral, when she grabs his, crafts his hand, he wrote ah. about it in a letter, but also other people who were there wrote about it too. Saying um, that they did not expect that they would be able to come together. Um, that she
2: would be an amazing woman right, and
0: oh do what God. a lot of us I would cannot, never be able to do. I am so happy that the entire end of that show is focusing on her <laughs> yeah, and what right, she, well, she did. Well, she lived till 96. She did an yeah. amazing thing. And she saved so many lives. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just that show was... it. As someone who loves history, you don't always get to see history treated with love and respect. It's usually used as ammo for a particular argument. Yeah. Um,
2: or the female is there just to have a soprano. Yeah. And,
0: you yeah. know,
2: have a part. Yeah. And, like, be a love interest and, you know, distract the men for a little bit. One of the things But, I like, about these women that... are powerful yeah. and meaningful.
1: One of the things I love about that ending um, with Eliza, uh, Lynn writes in his notes about the play that, uh, when she when she starts talking about the orphanage, she was like, if this was a work of fiction, this is the point where you would be like, Oh, come on, that's just too much. Right, but that's it's actually what real life was
0: like. Yeah. I in the last thing I talked about how in politics and Star Wars there's often a conflict between uh, the real story and the inner story. And America has always thought that in the eighteen hundreds the real story was the great man theory. One person does something great in history. Yep. And there are so many people who tried to be that person. And unspoken people who aren't celebrated, like Eliza, really were that person. Yeah. Um, that's what the great st-
1: That's what, if I was ever going to study history, I would want to study, like, trying to find the people who actually did the work that other
0: people took credit for. Yeah. You know? Uh, there is a per- I want to, uh...
2: Every other scientist except Newton. Oh! oh yeah. <laughs> sorry. Just because he was a prolific writer. Anyways. Sorry. And innocent... <laughs> Yes!
0: Sure. That's right. Uh, but see, the, sure di- the difference between Hamilton right.
2: and Newton is that Newton, like, wasn't a brazened asshole. Yeah. He was just like, I'm going to just stay in my tower, and I'm going to, like...
0: kind of an asshole. So Newton was asexual, and a lot of people flirted oh, with yeah. him. Uh, and there there's uh, were a lot of people who were brokenhearted. Uh, yeah, that I know. Well,
2: also he he literally mm. stole calculus yeah.
0: yeah. Oh well. So yeah, yes. Sorry, okay. we we're talking
1: about double casting earlier. I wanted to bring up my favorite double casting in the show. Um, the guy who plays Hercules Mulligan in Act One plays mm-hmm. James Madison in Act Two, yeah. and it's yeah. the best transformation. Like he goes from like the like loud mouth, like heavy rapping, like. Um, I don't know how else to describe it. like here I am, look at me. Yeah, I'm moving too, like, my head so like I am quickly. very quiet and yeah. like I don't know how to rap very well and like. <laughs> but I Which was life.
0: kind of Madison's entire public speaking thing. Doesn't know how the, to rap very well. Yeah, yeah, that was him. Um, and also he I kept like, dropping George, the mic.
2: No. but I love how uh, King George the Third was like, "Who's your president?"
0: John oh, Adams. Yeah, I bust up laughing so much because freaking the uh, George. Hated John Adams. He hated him so much. He thought he was beneath him. He's like, I do not have time for a colonial planter who thinks he's a lawyer. Huh. Um, I told you about the snub. Uh, yeah, you can tell the listeners. So, it's cool. um, so uh, John <laughs> Adams was our very first diplomat to England, and when. Uh, the king, When he was supposed to meet the king, the king made him look through an entire, I think, two-hour office session of other people talking to the king, of the king doing his business, and he made um, Adams wait and stand there, because you can't sit in front of the king for hours. Huh. And then in the end, he just left, and he never acknowledged that he was there. Well, and also, then he, he became George president. Mad. Well, you, you know, yeah, you wear a crown that man. heavy. Yeah. <laughs> So the person I was gonna mention earlier, the unsung heroes, and I wanted to make sure I get this name right, because it's important, is uh, Smalls. Uh, In the um, Confederate War, in the Civil War, War, Robert Smalls was a slave um, who, when he was freed, um, freed other slaves and then commandeered a Confederate ship, pretended to be the captain, made everyone believe them, made them think they had to jump ship, and then use that ship to bombard um, river base plantations, free their slaves, and then he became the first black senator. That's awesome.
2: Okay, so why isn't there a fucking movie there about him? To,
0: like, the frickin' war stories about Smalls are so incredible. <sighs> a black man got a bunch of racist confederates to believe he was their captain, <sighs> and, like, and then got them all to jump ship. It... I mean, like, that sounds awesome. Oh, I, I like can totally see story.
2: Denzel Washington playing himself. Yeah. So, like, was he?
1: He
0: wasn't. Uh, him or Jamie or...
2: Foxx? it's has oh, to yeah. be someone right. with charisma for days.
0: Yeah, so, like, Definitely Jamie Foxx. I, I can I wish, watch Jamie uh, Foxx kill slavers all day. to direct the movie. Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay, that would be a bitch movie.
0: Yeah. That'd be so good. <laughs> oh my god. So I, I gotta think so you, Tony because Hamilton The, uh, the, teap- the steamship didn't explode in
1: real life, like it just, there wasn't this massive explosion, but no one did it Yeah.
2: And then we're gonna do like weird psychedelic, like, sort of dream sequences, where he gets his
1: vision for like, what we're this doing.
0: It, yeah, this is, you're going to go to Congress. It's like, yeah man, I'm gonna go to Congress. I'm gonna go um, to Congress and fuck some shit up! <laughs> <laughs> um...
2: We should not
0: make light of a real
1: situation.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think you... Um, now that I'm thinking about it, my mind's being like, did he go to Congress or was he a statesman? No, he was, he was a... I read this. Thing yeah, he was sure. a... Yeah. Um, well, anyway, uh, Hamilton. Uh, some of the unsung heroes. One of the reasons why Hamilton is unsung is because America has been politically, in the last century, uh, very anti-federalist and, and kind of... I don't want to say anti-authoritarian, but certainly... Um, pro-states rights and, and the rights of small people to kick around other small people that Hamilton really was not into. And because of that, Hamilton gets bad-mouthed in so many textbooks. A lot of textbooks treat him like he was almost the devil. Huh. Well, and also,
2: he was a brazen asshole. Yeah, right? yeah he was. He and was, he was so often
0: right, too, and people hate but that. But he
2: also, he wasn't politically smart. No, he made no. a lot that's of why, really powerful enemies, which is why he's been defamed right, throughout right. history.
1: His, his, his story doesn't get told because when he died, he'd burned so many bridges that other than the lives of the only people he had left were enemies. And yeah. they, they got to tell what his life was like. Exactly.
0: And but what he did was so important. People don't realize this. And a lot of people like to badmouth the national debt, being like, well, you know, I don't balance my checkbook this way. But countries need debts in order to be economically viable in the world. After the war, he made sure that the federal government bought every state's debt. That was the big deal that he yeah. signed. And when he did that, he consolidated the economy of our nation in such a way that it, one state could not fail. If we failed, the entire thing would fail. Yeah. Um, yeah. and it made us an economic powerhouse, especially in shipping, Yeah. Uh, which is one of the reasons why people hate him because who profited from that, uh, um people with a lot of money who don't own slaves yeah um yeah. which was the major conflict there yeah.
2: well and also he did have some kind of crazy ideas like president for life That is that was a dumb an idea. inherited title yeah. it's like how was that different from what yeah. we're trying to escape yeah, yeah no but that was not a good idea that's where I almost feel like it's it was some of his own desire coming through yeah, that to, he was hoping he could work his way up yeah, to, yeah,
1: he to, to achieve that. He wanted an positions position the, in the cabinet, because then, when, if he got in the cabinet, he could just hand his position to his son and the, the Hamilton legacy would last forever. Yeah. There
0: was also a lot of rumor that he was on snuff so much of the time, I and mean, that may have led Why to... Why do you think
2: he wrote so much? Yeah,
0: right, because he's hopped up on tobacco super yeah. bad. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, yeah, a lot of them took snuff. Um, but if you take it too much, you end up getting uh, nicotine dreams, in which you act like you are on a much harder drug. Ah. And uh, that leads to like feverish writing and not sleeping and things like that. That makes sense. I um, that. But it's a rumor. We all know if it's,
1: it's interesting. One of the things Melee and I were talking about when we watched Hamilton the first time is that... Um, uh, Lynn kind of borrowed um, from a, a story of a very similar person made into a Broadway show in Amadeus. And oh so yeah. yeah, he, he did. Oh, the story definitely. is told by the person's mortal enemy, uh, yeah. which leads to a very interesting dynamic. Because yeah. as over the course of the show, as Burr is telling t- Hamilton's story, mm-hmm. you see Burr slowly losing it and descending into the person that would eventually murder
0: which him. Which is so interesting because the writer L- Lynn Miranda treats Burr in the moment of that shot. In such a human, yeah. sympathetic way. I was surprised because Burr, like, he literally <laughs> betrayed this country later in yeah. life. He um, was... I think you're confusing it with somebody else.
1: Burr, Burr never turned on the U.S. I'm pretty sure. No. Nope.
0: Uh, okay, hold on. There's a guy who has a very similar name, but it's not Aaron Burr. Who didn't take uh, two British ships up the Mississippi? Nope, not Burr. I'm going to look this up. Talk about something else.
1: Okay. Uh, so... So
2: imagine if... Oh, actually, we might not have to imagine it, because it might actually happen. Could you imagine if these two men existed now? The amount of flame wars... Ah. Or, like, I think we talked about this, where, like, if dueling was still legal... Oh, God. The amount of people who would just die due over-internet flame wars...
1: Like, literally, so many... Like, so many people would throw, like, would say something on Facebook, and the response would be like, we got good dawn, and then be like, well, they both died.
2: Yeah. Well, but I mean, I guess, like, with modern, well, with modern weaponry, the chance of doing a kill shot is more, but if you, you know, like, were allowed to wear, I don't know, like, vests or something like that, Yeah. and then you would just be treated for your injuries...
1: But like, Oh, no, you're right. Sorry,
0: Jairus.
1: I just found it. Uh, it's a, and a lot of it were... Uh, yeah.
0: A lot of it was more plans and attempts. Like, he yeah. wasn't captured or anything. He also wanted to conquer Mexico. Um, but Burr is a very interesting character, but you were saying...
2: Yeah, no, I was just thinking, like, would it actually end something? Because, like, with modern medicine, a lot more people, if they aren't, you know, kill-shotted, mm-hmm. um, they would survive. And they'd be like, you shot
0: me! Yeah. Well, one of the things people, um, as you mentioned, don't realize is uh, how often being shot back then was not lethal, but nowadays. It is
2: the infection. Like, yeah, right? exactly. So you didn't, keep you, on the, you didn't die on the field. No, you died, you died in, in bed. In the at all. Yeah. yeah.
0: And people uh, today, like. People like to say things like an armed society is a polite society, but nah. I absolutely believe. That we instituted a um, culture of uh, duels, we would end up very quickly with specific power dynamics becoming entrenched with, well, because I now have a gun, I get to treat people the way I always told people I got to treat people. Because if they say anything about it, well, duel me down. Yeah, well, duel. Because I'm more likely to have a gun than they are to have a gun. And the great thing about (coughs) duels is you don't have to duel the person you're really mad at. You can duel his fucking son. Huh, yeah, that's true. You can duel someone they care about, and then you're just manipulating people into fear. There would be an interesting post-apocalyptic story. A guy who goes around getting into duels with racists who is really, really good with a gun. So, in the book... One of the books I love, uh, which I think you may have read a while ago, um, Snow Crash, there is a half-black, half-Japanese, street samurai, coder kid who literally gets into a katana fight with white naturalists. Yes, I remember. Oh my god, I love that scene.
1: That's during the part of the book that's good, before it becomes 14 chapters on (laughs) Babylonian politics. Yeah! So terrible. So great. Why would anyone like that? I
0: love it. It's defined so much of my interest after that. So bad. Freaking, they all get... uh, So he's in this inflatable bar, um, because it's like a, a, what do you call it, a hab... Prefab, yeah. Had. Prefab, had. yeah. A prefabricated uh, I habitual. Know, I know. Yeah, exactly. Like saying and uh, it's a bar, and all these racists crowd around him, and they're like, so "What are you gonna do?" And essentially, epithet for a black guy. And he's like, "I'm gonna take out my katana, just rip a hole through the wall." Yep,
1: and I'm leaving. Let this
0: place go all down on you, you dumb, <laughs> dumb uh,
1: racist. um so
0: dumb.
1: That's the lesson we could take away.
0: Racists are dumb. I did kind of notice that while um, talking to them online. Is so many of Why do you
1: talk to racists online? uh,
0: Because I enjoy apologetics and trying to understand how to convince people through uh, dialogue. That's not what I do on Facebook. You see me debate on Facebook. Yeah. Because I get very no. I've
1: never seen you debate. I've seen you have circular arguments with tons of people. I've
0: never seen you debate. (sighs) I've done it. (laughs) Um. I have gotten into a few arguments over the last two weeks I'm not proud of. Um, (laughs) Well, as long as you're learning. (laughs) Right? No, in talking to racists, uh, one of the things that I've learned is that they are so ready to use 19th century pseudoscience to explain what they believe. And so, like, well, this this one scientist really thought this, and he's been discredited by all these Jewish scientists, blah, 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 oh, blah. God. And I'm like, that one scientist said later in life that this theory was not to be used in the way you are using it. <laughs> like, what, did he discredit himself? Come on, people. Yeah. Um, I think people will use anything that sounds like a fact to back up something they believe. Cause well, one of the interesting things about the
1: world logic. we live in today is that there really isn't a barrier... Of like there's like you can fact check things, but we're we've been brought up you know through the way our school system works and stuff to believe that if something is written as if it were true, it's probably true. And so then you come across an article that's that's complete bullshit, and Mm -hmm. you think, well, it's written in an authoritative way, so it must be true. That is a a extremely
0: American uh, uh, thing. Like we used to have. uh, Snake oil doctors who would completely yeah. reinvent people's understanding of medicine just to make money. Yeah. People have been lying to each other in America to get an edge um, professionally, and by doing it by pretending that they are um, elitist, which I think is a big reason why so many Americans are anti intellectual, anti elitist, yeah. because they're like, well, this person could be a fucking liar. Like, we don't know. <laughs> yeah. I've been fooled by the banks before. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, I laugh, but actually my bank, though they didn't do this to us, just uh, had to pay out a multi-million dollar settlement because they were literally fooling people into getting accounts they did oh, not Wells Fargo? Yeah, yeah, I do bank with Wells Fargo. I've been thinking about, I mean, I don't want her to hear about it on this, though I did talk to her about it before. I've been thinking about trying to convince... My fiance to get us out of Wells Fargo because they're also a major supporter behind the uh, yeah well, the pipeline at Standing all, Rock. All of my stock is in a Wells Fargo account. I'm thinking of moving it to something else. If I were you, I would move that to uh, some sort of futurist industry because uh,
1: I well I'm no just... if, if my, the stock isn't invested in Wells Fargo, but a Wells Fargo stockbroker. Is,
0: oh oh, account. I see. Yeah. Ta- ah, well, that's way out of my knowledge. Yeah. So. Oh, my advice to you is watch more Hamlet. <laughs> it's a good advice. We should watch it right now. No, because we got to talk about Firewatch. So,
1: okay. The last time we, we had a very Sorry. brief discussion Sorry. about this, and then you were like we have to save it for the podcast. Um, it sounds like you had a major moral issue with the game that I didn't have.
0: Yes, but part of that is because, I mean, and she said it on here, so I don't think, my my fiancé is mentally ill to the point where it is a tiny possibility that what happened to the main character's wife will happen to her. And a major moral thing that I've all been thinking about ever since I was in this relationship is what do I do if I can no longer make emotional contact? With this person that I love, uh-huh. and the idea of being put in a situation in which you are given the ability to fall in love with someone else, that like instantly made me feel bad. I felt, um, I felt like maybe I shouldn't play in case I discover that I am a worthless philanderer huh. or something. I um, don't know.
1: And this is gonna be. Um, I'm kind of. I guess I'm kind of glad Bailey's out of the room for this conversation. I don't know that <laughs> I took him. Uh, I I played the character as falling in love with her. I made a lot of choices. Like I had, yeah, I I, I had him basically have. I don't know if the scene plays out because it fades to black, but like I had, I had him basically have walkie-talkie sex with her,
0: like um, and uh, oh the well, what would you do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got to that part too. Um,
1: and but I partially I think because they could never consummate it, and partially because the way the game is set up. The character, I put myself inside the head of the character, not myself, Mm -hmm. and he's running from everything, and so having something to connect him to the
0: world again, I think was very important for him. I agree, and I I definitely didn't shirk away from connecting to the character, but I wavered on whether or not their connection was romantic. In the end, I played on the, well, I really want to see you because you are important to me, but... What helped me through it is halfway through, I realized that his relationship with this person is only the the peak of the mountain that this story is.
1: Yeah. This
0: story really isn't about him cheating on his wife. This story isn't about this woman he may or may not be romantic with. This story is about a conspiracy that may be so much smaller than it appears. And you it's know, it's interesting because
1: I felt like the conspiracy was not the point of the story. The point of the really? story was their relationship. Well, I, oh yeah, okay. Because uh, because the conspiracy ended up being so much
0: less than it actually was, and so much of a red herring. Yeah, right. No, I see that, but I think the the thing is is that what's important about their or let me put it another way. Yes, I do see the relationship as important, but I don't see the romantic part. I think it was more important that she up and down lied to you. And she lied to you so hard. Yeah. And she lies to a lot of people. And that is much more important, I think, to your relationship than whether or not you have an emotional connection. And one of the sad things that I walked away is the character never realized how badly he had been fooled to protect her by, to protect her legally. Interesting. Um, Because I didn't get that at all. So um, one of the interpretations on the story is that she is guilty for covering up the death of this kid she cared about, not because, because she didn't know the kid had died, yeah. and she didn't know that covering for uh, this guy, what is his name, Carl? Whatever. His name was. Yeah, this guy that she had previously taken your job, whose uh, son he had brought along. She had covered for them and completely lied about whether or not the kid was there, and to cover that lie, he and she lie to you about a lot of things to make sure you don't understand. And what kind of left me feeling disappointed is that I felt I got way more of it than my character got.
1: Interesting, because I didn't get that. I, I know that she lied to protect the kid from being like sent home, but mm-hmm. I don't think she... She isn't aware that he's dead until you find the body. And she doesn't lie to you
0: after that. She's not covering up the death because she doesn't know about it. I I'm not sure if that's true, but it might be. One of the things I note is that she and her conspirator do a lot to make you think there is a. I
1: didn't think they were a conspirator.
0: Oh yeah. You know why uh, she gets you to get a new um, walkie-talkie? Why to make you feel as if your conversations with her are secure. But walkie-talkies don't work like that. You don't bug walkie-talkies. Anyone can listen in.
1: Right, that's the that's the thing we find out at the end of the game, is that he was listening in to all their conversations. But he's not... It, that doesn't com- uh, implicitly connect her to it. She doesn't... I, I don't know where you're getting all of this that she was in on the conspiracy. She's just
0: shocked to find out about all of it as you are. Well, you know... So, you know that he, uh, the conspirator, um, deposited a bunch of his things in the science camp, right? Yeah. To make it look like there was a conspiracy right. against you. Yeah, yeah, Okay. That morning, she tells you to stay in your tower.
1: Yeah. Because she's freaked out about something else in the game at the time. I don't, I think you're, you're i putting a lot on this character that isn't really there because of your uncomfortableness with the, uh, the emotional nature of the story. I, I don't would think that like was to admit by the narrative that at all.
0: I got this story, this interpretation from other online people. Oh, so you read it on Reddit. and I didn't No, no, I, I saw a few things, but um, part of it is that she knows that the walkie-talkie she gives you is not more secure than the walkie-talkie you give. She doesn't I mean,
1: she doesn't necessarily know that. It's never said in the game that she knows that. You, you know that because of logic, but she she admits she knows as little about this how everything works as you do. She just gets you another walkie talkie. to be listened into. I don't. I don't think. I think she you're, was honest you're, about that. I think you're you're trying because you want this character mm. to be not a great character, because so you can you can keep that emotional not great, distance, like
0: morally bad. Yeah. So you can keep oh, that emotional
1: distance. I think you're really hanging. That to a that theory might that be doesn't true. Actually, hold a lot of water.
0: Um. That that may be true. I don't know. I want. Her, I, I honestly don't quite care like if she's were, a good person or not. Well, it because... sounds a lot like you were
1: worried you, your character formed an emotional attachment to her that felt like cheating, and so you want her to be a villain in the story. So you, can, you as a player, could
0: say, "Oh, mm-hmm. well, I never would have fallen for her. She's a villain." I, I don't think that is true, based off of the fact that once I realized that the point of the game was not to cheat, like it wasn't about cheating, that I didn't mind becoming romantically attached to her. Mm-hmm. Um, that wasn't a, a problem. What I notice is that she told you some things that were not um, that were not fully uh, backed up. And, um. But, like, what? Besides the walkie talkie, which is not really supported within game evidence. When she's talking to someone else on the radio and she tells you, uh, not to worry about it, but she's obviously talking about you. Uh, did you not get to that? No,
1: I got to that part. I just, I don't think. I, I think. It, it just doesn't. Say, I don't. T- I didn't take away from the game the idea that she was fucking with you the whole
0: time, that at the end of the game, is she's still lying to you. I don't think that happened. I. I don't think she's as much lying to you as she, she helped the conspirator because she believed that if there was an investigation, she would get in trouble. Because she's letting this guy live here.
1: But she's not letting him live here. She freaks out when she finds out
0: uh, that he's there. That's true. She is surprised to see that guy uh, yeah. in your tower. Uh, but I believe that she is talking to him when she's on the radio. And you i have to replay the game to figure out what I thought of that, but I don't think she was talking to him. Okay. Well, I, I like that because of the multiple choices in this story. We have different interpretations of what's going on. Yeah. But to go back a bit, um, one the and to give, I guess, more credence to your argument, one of the things that concerned me about this is um, I have been in situations <sighs> online where people have attempted to use the fact that we are not meeting in person to create a Cheating like relationship where mm-hmm. they say things like, I, I couldn't tell my boyfriend this, or things like that. Yeah, and in resisting that, um, I had recognized that cheating is more than just physically touching, no, self. definitely. And um, I agree with that. I just, eh,
1: I guess, I don't disagree that what the character does is wrong because his wife is still alive and he's still married to her. Um,
0: they, although it is established pretty early uh, on that she's basically I'm gone. not saying that what he does is wrong. I, I, And I don't know, because there are so many choices of what you can do. Okay. Well, and I, I'm thinking more <coughs> of whether or not this, whether or not you are lied to by this person you're, you're connecting with. By Julia. Yeah.
1: Julia? I don't, I, I, maybe, I don't know. It's been a while. Um, yeah. I really don't think you
0: are. Huh.
1: I really didn't get that from the game at all. I got that she was emotionally damaged and not, you know, someone you're going to have a long, uh, actual lasting relationship with, but I did not think that she was, that the whole conspiracy of the game was her lying to you as well. Um, I... Huh.
0: I don't know what else I could bring up, but then again, I don't really want to get attached to actually arguing about this, because (laughs) it is a choose-your-own-adventure, and so a lot of things might be real in my game that are not
1: real in your game. It's true, but it's still, I don't know, I feel like that's, that almost feels kind of sexist to me, like... It's a way of saying oh, because well, my I'm did nothing wrong, trying
0: to and this
1: Jezebel was was oh treating, I see to be along I, the whole time. I don't
0: think that the romance is in any way like her fault or something on her. Um, I definitely think that whatever romance happens is definitely mutual in responsibility and activity. Uh, and in fact, in the end of my game, when I chose to have the character express interest in meeting her, she said no. Yeah, and so I expect do. Right and I expected that because I thought that um, kind of the the emotional weight would be on the fact that you can never meet yeah. that there is this distance being created um, and I got that when they showed a picture of what she thought you looked like and she drew you as way more attractive yeah. than you actually were I realized that what we were playing with here is two ideas of people that two yeah. people have about each yeah. other uh, which is I would argue, though, that my interest in this idea that there's a conspiracy comes more in my love for conspiracies and um, well, how that, that of the subjective thing about reality the game
1: was that there was no conspiracy. There wasn't a larger. It was well, certainly not a large one. There were no science. Right. It was just one hard. person fucking with your brain because he was trying desperately to cover up the death of his son.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, no, I don't alone. think he knows that. I think he knows his son is dead, but I don't think he knows how because otherwise he never would have locked you in there. No, he was there. He was there. When he, it, oh, you're right. He, he did write about, about it. Shit. Yeah, you're right. No, he did know. Um, hmm. He locked
1: you in there in the hopes that you would, you know,
0: not find a way out and die in yeah. son and not give the evidence out. Um. What I don't get is how. Cause, like, yeah, that guy acts in a totally violent and surprising way that it'd be hard to rectify. The the uh, person you're talking to, working with, um, well, just doesn't
1: make any sense. Why would she work with? Other than the well, she'd get in trouble if found out. But
0: then, like, why go to all those lengths? Why not just not? Well, we she establishes that she would rather lie to authority than take on any sort of official blame. Sure, but that's a human reaction. That's not a like. You're you're saying that,
1: like, I could see her um not wanting to tell the story of the kid dying but I can't see her going to the lengths of having secret communications with this guy helping him set up a scientist fake thing and the way she freaks out when you find the scientist base camp and all of your conversations like I mean I guess she could be that
0: good of an actor but because well, I mean, she wants you to burn it and when you don't he does I think her, arguing to you to burn it and him then burning it shows that they are working together and i think she wants to destroy the evidence that they fucked with that station i don't think that why do you think she wanted you to burn it because she's
1: freaking the fuck out and she thinks that there's all kinds of her personal also information also because there. she's
0: also buy in on it and yeah she...
1: yeah why do you think he burns it i think he burns it because he thinks if you take too
0: close of a look at it you'll realize that it's just him running scribbles it really is and and like I was so disappointed I didn't get this when I first saw the science camp because at first I was freaked out like oh my god why are these scientists doing this but if you go back and look the level of evidence about you does not match Yeah, yeah it's very superficial um and they set you up in the beginning they show you that that's not what the scientists are about yeah because it says on the schedule that scientists aren't getting there until after you leave yeah um so that, no, I, I figured that the science camp in the end, I realized the science camp was a ruse. Yeah. Um, you know what might be the most rewarding feeling I have what? is when it ended, I thought, Oh, I really want to explore that thing. And then if you go into the special, uh, features, it's like, would you like to completely explore the space? Yeah. And I'm like, Oh my God. yes. yes that's amazing. Um, and they also did a lot of other things well. I think the fact that we are arguing over this shows that their writing and their character yeah. writing was excellent.
1: I'm, I'm really, really there's this you know sort of derogatory term for games like this uh, called walking simulators. This and Gone Home. I really want to buy that, not buy it back, take that back. Well, because they're they're the two walking simulators I've played, Firewatch and Gone Home, mm-hmm. have been two of the best games I've ever played. They're fantastic storytelling, and they're fantastic for putting you inside mm-hmm. what is
0: a fairly linear story. One of my favorite walking simulators, which I found out from the podcast 28 Plays Later, I can't quite remember what it's called, um, and I'm not going to tell people because I hopefully will get them interested enough to investigate it, (sighs) does something that I always did as a kid where my sister would go to, um, uh, what do you call it, Um, gymnastics seminars and meets and things like that, and I would be allowed to just wander around, and they were usually in commercial parks or sometimes in colleges, and there was no one there so I would get to basically explore and wonder what is this space used for what do people do here and there's an entire game based around going to an alien city and that is done in real like 16-bit animation nice it's very simplistic but it's a three-dimensional exploration and you get to look into all these locations and there is no linguistic connection to anything and there are aliens there but you have to interpret what's going on and what it means. It was one of the coolest, and, and it's also free. Um, it's one of the coolest bits of exploration I've ever played. Nice. Uh, walking simulators are wonderful. Yeah. And I love them because I am very blind, and I desperately want to be in a world where I can see things clearly and explore. Yeah. Uh, which is why I like games like uh, like all the Elder Scrolls games and uh, Deus Ex that puts you in a first-person highly physicalized world. It's interesting for me, because, um, as you know, I'm not that big of a fan of the Elder Scrolls or Fallout or games mm-hmm. like that.
1: I always want to be, but I always find myself much more enjoying games that are help, ha- having me help tell a story, rather than Leave putting story like, yeah, to discover the story on. Yeah. Like, narrative. I like Mass Effect, Uncharted, mm-hmm. and Firewatch much better than I like Skyrim or Fallout, mm-hmm. or um, I can't think of any other games like that off the top of my head. I really like having a, a, telling a story rather than being like, well... You're killing some whites, and you
0: can write out your own backstory while you're doing that. <laughs> oh, freaking whites. Um, white power. Ah! Get out. <laughs> Alt-white. Oh, oh, no. There, I have a lot more. <laughs> Just undead uh, racist comparison jokes. Nice. Um, so anyway, um, uh... So Firewatch is a good game. Yeah, oh, Firewatch is amazing, and I think one of the things that's great about it is the way it plays with It uses the walking simulator aspect to give you that sense of freedom, but also limit you by putting you through situations in which they know exactly how you could possibly get in or out of them. Yeah. And they're putting a lot of narrative pressure on you to either explore or to go in certain directions with choices. Um, Although there were very few choices where you got to choose where physically direction, directionally. It's a very linear game that way, but... And
1: there's a lot of emotional choices to be
0: made. A nice. lot of them. And a lot, and all of them are role-playing yeah. choices. They're all about what you say. And you can always choose not to say anything if you take too long. You don't say anything. Yeah, and then they respond based on that. Which actually was a little stressful for me, because there were times right. where I was you like, to be like the button, somewhere, the like, button. oh God, hit the conversation button. I don't want yeah. this conversation to end. Right? All the time for me. Yeah. Um. I They also were very realistic in creating... Uh, that other character who maybe Julia, I don't know, Delilah, Delilah, Delilah. that's her name. Julia is your wife. Um, Delilah is realistic because she's not always available. Yeah. And sometimes you have things to talk to her about, but she's too drunk or she yeah. has a, uh, what do you call it, a hangover. Or she uh, just literally doesn't pick up the phone. Yeah, exactly. And so you get that realistic sense of this is not a character who exists for me and my experience. It's a real character, yeah. Yeah. Um, Firewatch, I think, is also beautiful in how open it is to interpretation, not just in the story like we were arguing about. Um, Though that was a debate. Um, As you were saying, I don't debate earlier. Um, The way that the environment is shown is very evocatively symbolic. For instance, your wife is in a situation in which things make sense, and then suddenly they don't yeah and then suddenly everything she's thinking about is breaking down exactly the same way the park is nice and then suddenly something's wrong I mean, it's okay. and it's starting to go apart and now it's yeah. burning yeah um and some people thought that meant that y- sh- your wife was not sick you were sick and this is your mind's interpretation huh. of alzheimer's Which I don't think is very well supported in the Delilah character at all, but I think there's a definite connection in
1: theme. It's very interesting how many people are trying to find super deeper meaning to this game because, you know, it's
0: it's an interesting story. But it also Um, doesn't answer many questions. No. You have to go looking for them. Yeah,
1: which is our favorite kind of story. Yes. Distant mountains, man. A lot all of right. Hello, and welcome, welcome to the Ace of Geeks, Geeks podcast.
0: Jarvis, if they want to email us, how do they do that? Ace at gmail dot at gmail.com. That's Ace of Geeks Podcasting at gmail.com. Head
1: to aceofgeeks.net for daily articles, YouTube channel, Twitch streams, and all kinds of other cool stuff. And make sure to check out Ace Alley Wrestling's newspaper view on February 26th, The Fatal Attraction.
0: Ooh, is yeah. there romance? No. No? Uh, did you mention Kessel Run?
1: Oh, yeah, and our theme song is by Kessel Run. Mm-hmm. You can find them at kesselrun.ninja. That's a real website. Uh, no, are no, awesome. no. There there they are awesome. They are very well. All right. Thanks, guys. you